0: Welcome to Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast. I'm your host, Elena Fox. Hey guys, I hope you're doing really well in this moment in time and that whenever and wherever you happen to be on your unique and deeply personal spiritual journey, I hope that you're able to recognize your humanity your in your fallibility and your basic variance and ups and downs along this journey and that you are able to accept yourself and love yourself no matter what. At least that's what I hope for you. I hope that you can accept yourself and love yourself. I have been uh, having an interesting conversation with Nick. He is one of the listeners uh, to the show, long-term listener. He's been with us uh, since season two, and we're now in season seven. So, uh, and, and we were talking about how, um, a lot of people have that perception that when you're spiritual, you are supposed to just be one way. And you're not allowed to have anger issues or road rage or jealousy or moments of lowness as far as your ego is concerned. You're not allowed to get trapped. <laughs> You never get tempted by sex. Oh, God, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. Uh, you know, it's, it's, we're human, right? We're, even if we're archangels or starseeds in human bodies, we're human, right? No matter what our uh, soul origin story is, whether it's just a story or the actual reality, we don't really truly know. We think, we know, we, we hope we know we're pretty sure I'm pretty sure I I know my own origin story, but I don't know the whole of it. Neither do you. You don't know the whole of yours. How could we not completely, but a lot of people get this idea that we're like a certain way. Like for example, people have said to me, I'm no angel, (laughs) you know, and it, that always weirded me out. Like, what does that mean? I am an angel. But I have still held men at Machete Point for uh, busting into my house and threatening my children when I lived in Guatemala. Um, you know, fight fire with fire type of <laughs> thing. It was not my highest point. It was not really even my lowest point, to be honest. But it was one of the scariest points. not the point of the machete. It was actually a kind of a dull blade to be honest, but I got them out of there. (laughs) Got them out of that house. You know, um, it's weird. I don't know. It's just people have this perception of how angels are supposed to be. You know, we're supposed to be so, Oh, we're an angel. We're a perfect angel. We're just a cute little Fluffy, happy angel with big fluffy white wings and we wear pale pink and you know, lavender and you know, we're friends at the Easter bunny. That's not how it is guys. It's not how it is. Not, not that everyone says that, but I've had people say that to me. Well, it's not like I'm an angel. It's like, I am an archangel and I have, um, had temptations to do drugs or go off with men that I probably shouldn't have even been talking to. I have had sex outside of marriage more than a, a few times with more than a few men. You know, I have had um, addictions to sugar and I have um, not treated my body the best that I could have my whole life. And I have had fights with people. Um, I've only had a physical fight with one person. Um, and it was pretty horrible. He was actually an abusive boyfriend ex-boyfriend and um, <laughs> it was I mean the, re- the the reason the machete story happened in the first place was because of him he was no good he was bad news but um, he was one of my assignments God told me to watch him and bring him back to God at least make him believe that God is real and I did I actually I'm shocked I did but I, I got him back at least into that belief but he wreaked havoc on my family and me you know and, and that was one of those horrible horrible assignments I I was like God you can't be putting me on these assignments anymore I mean it's hurting my kids it's hurting me it was pretty it, it, I mean it got to it got so bad that he sent another angel and that other angel is the one that told me that I am an angel he's like you are an archangel in fact you're <clears throat> the original angel of death so I was like holy shit it all made sense out of that. but you know no one's a perfect angel whether they're an angel or not. even angels aren't we're not perfect. No one on earth if you're perfect you're you're not here anymore <laughs> You know you don't need to be here anymore if you're perfect. And they say that Jesus was perfect. well, he really was pretty close. He cursed a fig tree and it died. I don't consider that to be above anger. Uh, That was a moment of weakness and a moment of anger. He showed us even in his own actions that he was fallible at times. And it kind of makes him more relatable though, right? You know, when people are perfect and they have got, you know, perfect hair and perfect teeth and perfect grades and a perfect mini skirt and perfect this and a perfect boyfriend and a perfect family and all the money in the world. And everything's just so perfect. You know, um, that's a, that's what everyone expects to be, you know, or perfect man, perfect jock, perfect, whatever. And you know, that's just not how the world actually is. I mean, movies and TV shows will show us, you know, the, uh, Marsha Brady's of the world. And then the rest of us are supposed to live up to that stupidly impossible standard. And a lot of us were secretly happy when she got hit in the nose by that football. (laughs) Back in the 1970s when that was like new, that was like, oh my God. And it, some of you are old enough to remember what the hell I'm talking about. Some of you are like, what? Brady Bunch. I heard that in a joke once. I didn't get it. <laughs> Seriously, look it up. It's hilarious. Marsha. Marsha Brady gets hit the nose by a football. Something like that on YouTube. I'm sure you can find it. Um, she was perfect. Everyone loved her. She was like really wonderful, but... Her her middle the middle sister the middle child she was jealous and (laughs) like Marsha 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 why is it always about Marsha you know and 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 people kind of spiritually Marsha themselves (laughs) I mean when you think about it they do they spiritually Marsha themselves they're like they expect that now that I'm spiritual. I'm no longer going to smoke cigarettes now that I'm spiritual. I don't do drugs anymore. Now that I'm spiritual, I'm vegan now. And anyone who eats uh, meat, excuse me, but no lips that touch meat shall never touch mine. <laughs> I'm seriously, I've met people like this and they drive me crazy. They, they change their name to freaking rainbow, you know, or sunshine, and two, two things of which they just aren't because their personalities become so odious with their fake happy, fake woke, fake positivity shit that it just drives me up the fucking wall. I mean, you can be angry, you could be judgmental, you could be egotistical sometimes, but the point of the spiritual journey is to be authentic and genuine and Learn how to reel yourself back in when you go off on a tangent, when somebody says something or does something that's absolutely fucking stupid. And you just, you're just like, (laughs) and that's what I, I try to show you guys. Like, look, I am not a perfect person. I'm an archangel and I'm not a perfect person. You know, like archangels aren't perfect. Humans aren't perfect. We're stuck on this miserable planet. Sometimes it's a miserable planet. When we're miserable, it is. And sometimes it's a wonderful planet. When we're up, you know, and happy, it's a wonderful planet. It's an interesting place for damn sure. It's definitely an interesting place here. But a lot of times we equate this overwhelming like almost like a Barbie standard of beauty to our spirituality like a you know like Barbie spirituality or Marsha Brady spirituality and we can't we just can't do that if we want to get to you know the heart of the matter the meat and bones of the matter like (laughs) you know Sure. It's all well and good. You know, rainbow, go ahead and eat your, your celery sticks and your, you know, your carrots and whatnot. And that might be okay for you. And if it is good, I'm glad the spirulina shakes are really pumping you up, but you still have fear. (laughs) You still have issues. We all do. Not one of us alive right now on the planet today is 100% free of fear. We're not perfect. We don't do everything perfect. You know, we might be strictly regimented to wake up at seven Oh seven. And, and, you know, we're in the shower by seven Oh eight. You know, we might have a very strict regimen or not. You know, some people are very rigid with their schedule. Does it bring you happiness? It might not or it actually might bring you a feeling of stability and focus that eventually leads to happiness and that's okay. You know, and there's nothing wrong with any of this shit, honestly, nothing wrong with being a vegan. I I pick on the vegans sometimes just because the vegans um, find themselves to be a lot of times in some cases superior to others and and try to put themselves above others. And I I have uh, seen a lot of videos of people after like, you know, five or six years on YouTube promoting their vegan lifestyle now saying, yeah, I eat a hamburger now. I, I go for a steak a couple times a week now because as a vegan I got very sick and I couldn't handle the diet and almost died actually. <laughs> um Victor Odo, who I adore, he just admitted that a couple weeks ago and I was like, Yes, Victor, thank you. Thank you. You know, he was um you know, for a while he was promoting cannabis and Using cannabis for things, and then he was like, "I got away from it," and he, and then he went into um, a very strict kind of diet, and then he went vegetarian, and then he went full vegan, and then he's like, "That wasn't good enough." Then vegan raw, and now he's back to eating steak once in a while. Yeah, and I just tonight I had a vegetable stew with meat in it. You know, um, I had to. I have to. My body cannot handle um, not having the heavy, denser protein especially while ascending. And that's important to know that your diet doesn't, you know, when you're a vegan, um, it may work for you. And if it does, you know what? Good for you. It's actually cool because it's like less money and it's, um, you know, less. I heard, I've heard people, it's less of a fair based diet. It's like, I'm sorry if you're the only vegan in a, in a city or a town or an apartment or in a living room and there are other people around you, you're surrounded by fear, you know, whether you're eating it or not, it, there's fear. There's fear in you. There's fear in all the people. And I'm not trying to be rude about that. I'm just trying to point out the reality. We have to deal with our fears and our do our inner shadow work. We have to look at who we are inside and really really shine a light on that fear and say, Hey buddy, you down there, you, that's turning my stomach right now. You, yeah, you, you little so-and-so. Why are you doing this to me? You're stopping me from meeting the love of my life or you're stopping me from, you know, applying for that job. I really want to go for you fear. What are you doing to me? Fear of success. Yeah. You, Get over here. Fuck off. <laughs> hey, you, fear of a failure. Get over here. You, you can fuck off too. Let me do my thing. Leave me. I don't need the fear. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Let the fear go. Love it. Send love to it. Because actually the opposite of fear is love, by the way. You can learn that through the Course in Miracles. I read every single one of those for you guys, 365 days in a row. Who baby? Actually, I think I took a couple of weeks off cuz I I was between season 1 and 2, I believe. But uh yeah, I I just um Yeah, it's just this whole idea of being perfect and the whole idea of um living up to an impossible standard. And it puts a lot of stress emotionally and mentally. It puts a lot of strain that fake positivity crap. You can't do that to yourself. So instead you just got to forgive yourself on the days you let it rip and you tear into someone, you know, when you get angry at somebody or you say something that hurts somebody I say stuff that triggers people all the time. And I mean, there's times I just feel like, why the hell am I on social media? Like, I don't even want to do this anymore. You know, (laughs) I mean, it's just so irritating. So many people are so irritating to me and I just can't leave well enough alone. And then I say something then I get attacked and it's like, Oh shit. I didn't mean, you know, I trigger people accidentally I don't mean to, but I am a Heyoka shaman. And when you have the Heyoka gifts and you could be a Heyoka in any culture from anywhere, um, you know, you end up saying something and it hurts people because you point out a truth and you don't mean to hurt people. You might say something bluntly and it ends up, they get angry or hurt, cry, shout (laughs) they become a complete asshole to you (laughs) you're like what happened I didn't even mean it that way holy shit that was funny and weird and I'm so sorry I feel guilty now dude whoa it happens to me all the time I said the word I I, I made the grave fucking mistake of saying the word alien on um, a Pleiadian related uh, post today and all these people are like, that's so disrespectful. It's like, um, okay, I am a part of the Galactic Federation, actually. Like, you know, like I channel them and they, you know, speak to me and I, I'm an ambassador. They like take me on their ship and shit, you know, like I didn't say all that. But I'm thinking to myself, I'm like a part of the Galactic Federation. I'm not making fun of them. By saying the word alien, they literally were not born on Earth. They're literally alien, i.e., foreign to this planet. Okay, <laughs> you know that's what I mean when I say alien. And oh my God, all these people are like, how dare you? How dare you? It's like these people who five minutes ago were all, oh well, they're all about love and light, and everyone's so spiritual. And you're know, just like, yeah, wow. That took a turn fast because I said the wrong fucking word, you know, and then all these people rushed to judgment and be little bitches when they didn't need to be, you know, they could have just taken the word and kind of said, well, you know, she probably didn't mean that. And, you know, probably people do mean well, and maybe I can think of the good in others and see the light in others rather than seeing Um, Through other people's words, the shadow in me and the shadow in myself, maybe I could look at something and say there might be another way to reframe this and there might be a way to increase my level of love and understanding for them by assuming they meant the best possible thing versus the worst possible thing. But guess what that is? That's that's the ego. That's the ego talking. You know, when we are trying to, you know, be all spiritual and someone says something that goes against our core beliefs that we've set for ourselves, we get uh, scared and we feel fragile and we like lash out sometimes. And I'm no different. We're all the same, you know, in this, uh, you know, you have to just learn how to take a deep breath, take a step back and start all over again (laughs) because it's really what you got to do. But a lot of people don't do it. You know, there's all these people out there saying, um, you know, that you can't do that. You can't say you've got to take that word back. You know, it's like, it's just a word, you know, relax. I do not have a machete at your dog's throat right now. I just, Don't all right. Like seriously, seriously. I said alien because they weren't born on the fucking planet. You know, really extraterrestrial alien, whatever the fuck, you know, (laughs) I'm just like, dude, I mean, alien is not a um, bad word. It's not even, it's not really disrespectful not from my perspective, not at all how I meant it. I mean, you have to also see like if someone says something, I mean, it's like, it's different if someone says a racial slur and they mean it in any kind of way, shape or form and they're, you know, that is wrong, but alien is not a racial slur. It's just a, it's like a point of origin kind of, um, you know, it, it was just stupid. It was really, really stupid. It was like, I said something really deep and profound and that was a the word they focused on instead and, um, then they started, uh, making fun of me. They started, um, bad mouthing me. They started mocking me. Um, it was weird. I was like, dude, all I said, I said, well, wisdom to the foolish is foolishness. And then they started screaming at me saying, you're comparing yourself to Jesus and stuff. And, and I said, I'd said something to someone about Ascension. And that person is probably going to listen to this episode. And I'd actually She was very sweet and she contacted me um, privately and she was interested. I was saying something directly to her. And then these other people came and attacked me on the post and I had to delete and block both of those bitches and uh, stopped following that stupid account. Um, And they were, and that was another thing. They were saying that we are um, going to be rescued and saved by the Galactic Federation whenever they feel like, Moving all of humanity to the fifth-dimensional earth, the new earth that's coming. It's all gonna happen at once. And it's at their sole discretion. And humans have nothing to do with their own fate at all. This kind of thinking is A, a lie, B, dangerous, and C going back to refer back to A, it's a fucking lie. Muscle testing says, yeah, it's a lie. I've asked God about this a few times, and I'm like, this is so effing scary to me. And then they started saying things about false light prophets. I'm like, you yourself are that. Like, shit, man. I talk a lot about ascension, the ascension, our ascension, but when I talk about this, guys. I mean you. Oh, look, it's 2244 right there. Right. When I was saying that, I mean you, your personal ascension. It, like it, you can't sit around and eat Doritos and chant Ohm for 10 minutes a day and then get on social media for eight hours a day talking shit about others and expect that some random aliens. And yes, I said aliens. Are coming down to fucking rescue your lazy, immoral, unspiritual ass and bring you to a new earth because you're a good person. You know, basically, <laughs> Becky. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's not how fucking works. It makes me really mad. I mean, I could see where Jesus get got mad, where Yeshua got angry about this shit. Like. Oh my god, you guys aren't getting it, you know? Ah, uh, you know. It's really frustrating, you know, when people are like they're just going to come and rescue us. I mean, we're not basically evil, so we're going to just totally go to the new earth. You know, like this is what this woman was saying in her post and I'm like, holy shit. First of all, the prime directive of the galactic federation is the same as a prime directive of actual star Trek, which is we do not interfere with other people's uh, cultures or their planets. We don't force them into any situation whatsoever. We will, when they ask help them, but they don't have jurisdiction over us as a, you know, the human race, Nobody has jurisdiction over us except God Almighty, the mighty I am presence, himself, prime creator, the world maker. (laughs) That's it. No one else. No one else. Jesus doesn't have precedence over the whole fucking planet. He came here as an example and ascended as an ascended master on his own through his own hard work and his own spiritual work and his own spiritual journey. And this bitch was trying to say that the Pleiadians came down and put him in their spaceship. And then they did some stuff with his light body. And that's how he ascended. It's like, no, Oh my God. This woman is single handedly trying to take to disempower the entire human race through her odious postings. And she's trying to take down Jesus's or Hagesh was ascended masterhood by saying he just like flew to a spaceship or was somehow abducted by these aliens. And then they did some kind of work on his ethereal body and bada boom, bada bing. Uh, he didn't have any spiritual work to do. You know, it's like, uh, I'm sorry, but, and then they said, and then, and then her argument for the whole thing was that Cab or K-A-B, Cobb, of the Pleiadian blah, 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 told her through a channeling. So she's correct, and everyone else on the earth is stupid. (laughs) Oh my God, this is the kind of shit that's been coming across my desk in the past week. And I've been talking about it all week, have I not? This is like the third day in a row that I have mentioned these kinds of things. And it's absolutely irritating to me. And this is where it comes in when, when, you know, Nick and I, um, well, hello darling, by the way, it's black cat appreciation day, knowledge Raven spell just came running in and I wanted you to know that, uh, I appreciate this, this beautiful cat. She's my bestie and I did make her a stew tonight. She was quite happy with it. I, I made a beef stew and gave her some beef and she was, she was so happy. Cute, her cute little dancing around, you know. Earlier, she threw a tantrum at me and she she was uh, biting me and attacking me. She tried to bite me on the eye and <laughs> bit me on the cheek gently. She doesn't bite too hard, but she almost scratched me um, on the face because I wouldn't let her outside. And I'm like, you have to understand, it is a bath day for God. All the creatures outside right now. They're getting a bath. God is giving all the animals a bath, even the humans. You go outside today, it's so rainy that you're going to get a bath. That's why I'm not laying you outside. And I, I had to explain to her, I'm like, you have been sneezing for two days, and now you're asking to go outside in the rain where God's going to you a bath outside? I say no. And she got very angry at me. And she threw her tantrum, and then she ran in the other room and sulked for hours. Like I let her out three days in a row when it was sunny and beautiful and warm. And she crawled up into the pigeon hole (laughs) in the roof where I told her, don't go up there. And she did it anyway. And she came out of there sneezing. And then she made me give her extra food. And she was being really food oriented a few days ago. And she ended up throwing up. She ate too much food and then threw it up. She scarfed it down. I think because she saw another cat, she had to come running in the house and eat as much food as possible, you know to make sure that you know she's a superior wealthy cat she's got that food see even ego you know cats can even have an ego it's adorable and funny but <laughs> and and there's nothing wrong with like you know you can get your ego engaged and then you're like, oh shit, you're starting a little fight with someone but but when you're spiritual, you have to learn how to reel it back and just be like, you know. For the grace of God, go I. I can delete and block them and fuck them. I don't, never gonna to talk to them again. I don't have to. I do have to love them though. So, how do I love them? I fucking send their love. I send the love right back to them. I pull the arrows and the darts and the swords and the bullshit and the negative energy and the cords that they try to hook into me when they're trying to make me see their way, especially when I can see their way is just their own ego. Um, you know, when people say they're channeling. Um, beings, and then when their channeled, channeled messages have um, egotistical messages, such as "my way is the only way," that's when you know that it's just their ego. It's just their bullshit. Like you guys, if, if that have been with me for a long time, you know. I mean, I'll, I'll say something in the introduction sometimes, and then God will correct me when I channel Him later, and and I'm I'm happy to be corrected by the One will. You know, if I'm saying something wrong or if I, if I'm working out of ego, I like to be corrected. I want to be, you know, not by humans, (laughs) my ego doesn't like that so much, (laughs) but I do like to, um, I like to be humbled before the Lord. I like to be told like, wait, you do have to love this person. Oh shit. You're right. Oh man. Oh, look at how that trap happened. I just, my ego trapped me. Damn it. Uh, And I'll go back. I mean, I did apologize for saying the word alien. I said, I'm sorry. My word alien triggered you. (laughs) It's not really an apology. It's kind of like a backhanded compliment. You know, it's not really a compliment. (laughs) No, it's like a backhanded apology. Oh, I'm sorry. The word, the use of the word alien that's been used in on this planet since 1947, since the Roswell incident. I'm sorry that that word triggered you. (laughs) And, you know, I, I was just saying that, you know, you know, people have been ascending on this planet for a thousand, thousands of years. You know, and this person's saying that it's only through her channelings and her knowledge of the of the platings. And and at first, you know, I was excited to follow her. I'm like, oh yeah, because she is getting the same information that they're giving me that Ashtar Sharon has been giving me. So it's pretty cool that and, and you know, a couple of times I've said, you know, oh yeah, I've gained that through my channelings as well. And she'll come come back around to go against everything I just said, even though I just agreed with her. And I did notice a little bit of that. Going on, I'm like, well, her ego's engaged. She's not um, as spiritual as she'd like to think she is as far as actually doing the spiritual work. You could say you're spiritual all day long, Sally, but if you don't act, you know, walk the walk and talk the talk and be humbled before the truth, then you're not really doing the work, you know, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> it just kills me it, just to see it. Cause it's like, I notice it. It makes me laugh because I've seen it in myself when I was, you know, you know, when I was a baby witch, when I was a baby spiritual, you know, being, Oh, I'm so spiritual. <laughs> oh my God. I mean, all the shit I said and did. Oh, I was, I was odious back then. And it's okay to be that way and and recognize it and then grow out of that. And all right, I'm I'm mature now. I'm spiritually mature, you know, and there's times I get a little engaged in my ego and there's times when I cast my pearls before swine. And yes, Sally, I did call you swine, you pig. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm just teasing. (laughs) I mean, seriously, some, some of the times though, we, it's, it's okay, but you got to reel yourself back in and, For the grace of God, go I. You know, they'll learn eventually. You know, they'll get enough opposition. And and what I did, honestly, what I do is I just send people a big fucking wall of love. And they will resist. And they'll resent it at first. They will resist. And they will die under the weight of their resistance. Or they will give in to the love. Usually they give in to the love. As far as I know, I don't know. I delete and block them. (laughs) Maybe I'm actually killing people left and right with the love I send them. I don't know. (laughs) Ed Hardy did say love kills slowly. (laughs) Oh, shit. (laughs) Someone was telling me or sent me something. And I'm like, don't send me this chaotic shit. And I was kind of kidding. But. I kind of meant it in the moment. He's like, well, he cussed, and I'm sorry about that. I'm like, oh, man, I love the F word. Don't even worry about this. I'm going to swear it's not a problem, but it's just so chaotic, and people are fighting. And he said, oh, it was a joke. You didn't pay attention to the end. I'm like, you know what? I think you're right. I didn't pay attention to the end. He's like, I would never send you something chaotic. I'm like, all right. I'm like, it's just that chaos fucking follows me. I don't need extra you know, chaos, And and he was like, yeah, that's true for me, too. Same thing and I'm like I'm sorry I even complained like so stupid it was like so funny these people are like so acting like you just you owe us an apology i'm sorry that I, the word alien triggered you um I'm sorry I even engaged with this post or followed you ever. I'm sorry that I uh, had this conversation at all with you. (laughs) You know, it's just like, (laughs) and I'm over here laughing my ass off. They're probably like thinking I'm all angry and up in my dander. And I really wasn't. I just don't really give a flying fig. I just... Wanted to point out that, you know, ascended masters have been ascending. Shambhala is a real place. You guys, I went to the Shambhala ascension seat. I haven't gone um, in two days. But, I mean, I went there, guys. I felt it. I saw the people. I think I saw or felt at least the energy because I'm not seeing it with my physical eyes. I'm not there in my physical body. Just to be clear, It's, it's, it's an ethereal. You send your, your ethereal form to the Ascension seats and they will put you in like a chamber of light and you get, you receive like a light bath of, or a light shower of these energies and there's different energies to be had at different Ascension seats And the ones that you're attracted to are the ones you go to. And so I'm doing all the exercises in this book. And I mentioned there's a series of 15 books I just discovered, you know, which I told you guys about. I mentioned that on the post and they were like, Oh, well, if you have to read 15 books to ascend, my God, isn't that so much work? Oh, well, good luck with that. LOL. (laughs) It's like, You fucking bitch. You would never even known that Ascension was a real thing had the Bible not fucking happened 2,000 years ago. Let's speak about books. There will be signs in the heavens in the end times. Let's speak about the Quran. Let's speak about Elijah in, you know, the Old Testament and in the the Jewish, um, you know, books. You know, I just... You know, it's just uh, the level of ignorance and the level of intolerance and judgment and the lack of love. It's just her, her, she's a spiritual narcissist. It's obvious to me. And she's doing this thing where I'm the Pleiadian spokesperson of the world. It's like, "Mm, you're really not. Um, Astro he's actually, I'm not either. I'm just one of thousands of people who've been contacted by the galactic fed. And uh, they just want the most open minded people to, you know, and she's like saying that she's in contact with a specific alien or Pleiadian that <laughs> that is um you know, like one that no one has ever heard of. Like only she's heard of them. You know, because she makes her ooh so special. Ooh, she's the most special one. You know, and, and it's like, that's not true. We are responsible for our own spiritual ascension. You know, it's not going to be a big thing where aliens come and fucking lift us up to a new. Pl- they cannot. That goes against all spiritual laws of the universe. There is no fucking savior. You have to be. Your own savior, guys. You are responsible for saving yourself. You know, like we can't sit around and wait. I mean, Jesus showed us the way, but he didn't say, well, I need you to sit around. And about 2,500 years from now, while you're sitting around doing the Netflix and chill dance, and while you're eating your Rocky Road ice cream, And, and, you know, masturbating in between handfuls of cheese puffs that you're stuffing into your, your fat face. Well, gee, then I'm going to come and lift you up with a sword in my hand to the fifth dimension. So don't worry. I'm your savior. No one else is. No, you got to do the effing work. What did Jesus say? (laughs) If thine, eye be single, thy whole body shall be filled with light. Love God with your whole heart, mind, body, and soul. Love your neighbor as yourself. These were instructions on how to do what he did. Meditate. Fill your body with light. That is the biggest secret. Talk to God. Have a relationship with God. The prime creator, Allah, Jah, Yah, Ra, Yahweh, whatever you want to call the one will, the primal will to good that eternally creates and sustains this universe. The one who created the Pleiadians. That's the one you want to talk to. Not some rando Pleiadian is trying to, you know, egotistically have an agenda. I mean, shit, we might become soup for them. You know, maybe they're trying to prime us to a certain level of light to eat us, you know, we don't listen to saviors outside of your fucking self. Listen to God within you are God within, you know, listen to me only as in as much as that I give you ideas of how to do it for you. I'm here to help you empower yourself. I'm here to help you on your spiritual journey to help yourself on your spiritual journey. I'm not here to save you either. No one is here to save you, but you, uh... <laughs> You are the ones. We are the ones that we have been looking for. Be your own savior. Don't be afraid to put in the spiritual work. You will be rewarded in saving yourself. I put that on a post tonight. And it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true, guys. Um, that's on Instagram, by the way, at mermaidgirl888. If you want to go check it out, I did put up the pictures of that white tomcat who snuck in the house and pretended that he just lives here now, and I'm stupid for not remembering him. <laughs> oh, God, those pictures are so cute. Oh, what a sweetheart he was. He's a scrapper too. And he did not even scratch me a little bit. He was so precious. And and I in the picture, the pictures of Ravenspell knowledge just sitting on this shelf on the lower shelf, like, oh, she was like hanging her head in shame. She knew that she was trying to be complicit in this bullshit. And it wasn't working. And she knew it wasn't working. And she was just like, I'm just here. Like, what? We're just on the shelf together. We weren't fighting. He always belonged here. I mean, it's so hilarious. So I told you guys the story last week. And if you want to go see the pictures of it, I put it up. And I also put the penny. And forgive the, the toilet paper in the background. We They don't sell Kleenex here. I was having an allergy. You can see my inhaler and my toilet paper in the background. I was having an allergy but this penny randomly showed up on my desk and I took a little video of it because the light was shooting off of it. It was had a very high vibration. Literally it's a penny from heaven um, or something. I don't know a gin or one of the fairy folk. I don't know who brought it to me. I'm grateful to whoever did bring it to me. And a couple days later I found another penny. I've not taken a video of the other penny yet, but um, the other penny is worth like I think, knock on wood $455. It's a rare penny. It showed up randomly. I asked God for money and I got a $450 penny. I'm serious. You know, I'm not going to sit around waiting for the the aliens to come in the hopes that maybe this shit is true. I've been doing my own spiritual work for 36 motherfucking years. And now I'm getting pennies from heaven. Guys. Guys. Every now and again, I get an angel feather in my bed. It might be my own. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, maybe it's Sandalfon coming over here to visit me in his angel form. (laughs) I'm asleep. I don't know. But damn, I mean, I've been doing my spiritual work. I am getting the superhuman, supernatural abilities. The cities are coming. Um, It started with telepathy. It started with um, ESP. Knowing the future, um, remembering the past, like past lives, being able to look at people, jumping into their body, knowing everything about them. Um, You know, and then, you know, controlling the weather, creating clouds, taking clouds out, stopping the rain, starting the rain, commanding lightning in front of groups of people. Um, I've healed people just randomly, I've healed animals. They come over and lay in my arms that's happened. This shit has happened. This stuff is real. Stopped a tsunami, stopped an earthquake this year to save other people. I don't want to save my cat myself, of course, but like literally just, I don't want other people to suffer. I just, I can't stand that. You know, the people here, they're so poor and I just, I walk around loving everybody. I just send so much love. I radiate love out to everyone and, And it just, it it bothers me when people are using their personal power for evil and not good, you know, just to put out lies. It's not about the ETs saving us. It's about us saving ourselves and utilizing the help of the ETs that actually are here to help us. You know, they're not here to... they are here to help us really and truly they're not here to uh basically sort us out you know anyone who's committed a crime automatically stays on this planet and anybody else And, in in like in you know it's just it gets so weird and muddy like people's thinking about this as well like you know okay so let me get this straight in the UK it would be illegal for me to smoke a doobie while walking down the street. And that makes me a criminal. So I have to stay in the 3d world forever. You know, where do we draw the fucking line? You know, um, I cheated on my taxes because of an unfair tax law. And now I get to stay on 3d world forever. I mean, not that I've ever cheated me personally. I don't even, I've never been to the UK in this physical body that I'm in now, but I mean, these are just examples. I'm thinking like, God, you know, Who's going to say, are the, you know, the Pleiadians going to come around and be like the, the, the police. Are they going to police us? Are you know, martial law? Is that going to happen? Oh, you, you there, you know, I I see that you untied a a fellow human shoe. You have to stay on 3d earth. (laughs) You know, you there. Oh, you have a criminal record, but you helped an old lady across the street. You get a pass, go to the 5d earth. Now, you know, it's just, this is bullshit. It, it's it's not, we have, this is our own planet. This is our own race. We do have Pleiadian DNA, some of us. Lyran blood, some of us. Um, Syrian blood, some of us. You know, from the Sirius um, star system, whatever. You know, s- some of us have, have uh, extraterrestrial DNA and some of us don't. I think we all have a little bit of something and it's all the royal families of all the these things. So does another thing the other day when people are getting all up in arms about the idea of royalty. It's like every human on the planet has some kind of Royal blood, you know, that's how they created, you know, or at least they <laughs> furthered our people along. I mean so much for the damn prime directive there, but, um, I don't know. I mean, maybe all this stuff isn't even real. I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it, <sighs> it's all speculation at best right now. You know, we do see the ships in the sky. So they, you know, Michael Shearhan did tell me, Oh yeah, we will be showing up. We're definitely going to show up, um, soon and we're going to be landing and then taking off again. We're going to just do this very, very slowly. That's what we've decided. Well, hopefully that's, gonna happen and then I'll know that I have been talking to the people (laughs) who they say they are I mean I feel that it's true I feel a great deal of love coming from them and great deal of compassion but they themselves have even Ashtar has come forward through me saying a lot of these people are just they're not actually channeling us they're not actually a part of anything that they think they are they just want to be I guess they want to be included. They're using their own subconscious minds, you know, to channel bullshit from their own ideas and their own beliefs. And it's such a fragile ecosystem in that head of theirs that they don't realize, um, that what they're saying is falsities. It's an absolute fake. They're just fakers, fakeries. You know, then they then they go around telling everyone else that they're fake. It's just it's projection, is what it is. It's not real. They're just projecting their own bullshit onto others so that they could feel special, and no one else gets to feel special. They want to be the king of the mountain when there is no fucking mountain, (laughs) except the mountain they must climb and do the spiritual work like the rest of us. And that, for sure, is the truth. Now I've been on this journey for a long effing time, 36 years. And I, and it's only cool. Only, I mean, it's it's cool because only now am I actually finding the books that are giving me the actual instructions where I'm like, Oh, what? And, and even then, even with these instructions, by the way, I, I'm seeing that I'll do the thing that the book says and then. There's a lot more to it that comes, but because I've already done my own spiritual work and my own journey, and I still have a lot of ways to go, guys. And even when we get to the ascended master level and we're able, like I'm not translocating yet, but I am bi locating. That's another thing. I've bi-located to several continents already, but I'm still like in my physical body in here in Ecuador where I live. And then I create another body through my ethereal body, but I have created, um, a physical body in the other places. So I'm having two physical bodies in both places, but I think the other one is more of a solidified ethereal body. If that makes sense. I don't. Yeah. Muscle testing says, yeah, it's not an actual secondary physical body. Not completely, not in the way that I'm going to eat and go to the bathroom and all that. I, you know, it's like still ethereal. It's very freaking odd and I'm not controlling it. God, the one will has been sending me on these missions. I mean to Australia or no, I think it was actually New Zealand. I was in New Zealand. No, it was Australia, I guess. And, and also Russia and Colombia was another place. Um, I have been set to tasks on, um, just for like a couple hours, there was a man in a car. Once he had a little girl and they were homeless. Um, he was in such pain after his wife died in a car accident that, um, he lost his job in his grief. And he was with this little girl and he didn't know anything about any of the resources. And I think it was in California where he was. And I'm like, I'm going to tell you about the resources. I, I know what you can do. And, I just, it's like I came and I, I knocked on his window and we had this conversation and he was like crying and he was like, thank you for telling me all of this stuff. I didn't know any of this. I'm so scared. I'm like, well, I was sent to help you. And he's like, well, who are you? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'm just here to help you. And I woke up. I'm like, that was the weirdest dream ever. And now I realized I was in my ethereal farm. I was like by locating to him to give him the instructions. And, um, you know, I've met, I've like had conversations and, and and experiences with people, and then I'll meet those people later and find out that they had the same experience. They had the same. We might have been bilocated to somewhere else uh, together, you know, and they're remembering me and I'm remembering them, and it's like, damn, it's the same person I've been, you know, dreaming with or um, you know, meeting on the astral plane together with or. Somehow astral projecting with, I don't know exactly what's going on, but there's been a lot of cool things and you know, it's just not unique only to me. Other people are going through this stuff too, but you're not going to start bilocating and being able to stop and start, (laughs) you know, various weather events um, until you do the spiritual work. Now you might be able to, but how do you handle it spiritually? If you haven't done the spiritual work, how you handle your ego. How do you reel that shit back in when you need to? Like my ego went all kinds of crazy when that earthquake was hitting the other day. I was like, Oh my God. I mean, it was really damn scary. I live literally on the sand. The house I'm living in is built on sand. There's a giant sinkhole next door. It's like, shit, man. I got really scared. And my own ego, my fear based ego. I was like, Oh my God. Oh my God. What are we going to do? And then I was like, oh wait, I have the power of God within me. Duh. I just said, Pachamama, Mother Earth Gaia, calm yourself. Everything is okay. Be still. Be at rest. Be at peace. And it instantly stopped. I commanded the earth to stop shaking and it did. And it was, when I say I, I mean, I and my father are one in this moment, just like Jesus um, did when he said to calm the storm or whatever, and then he would say things like "I and my father are one," um, and I learned this directly from the Ascended Master Yeshua. He taught me. He teaches me directly, guys. And he could teach you. I'm not special. I'm not any more special than you. You guys can learn directly from him as well. All you need to do is say out loud, "Hey." Brother Yeshua, I'd like to be connected with you and I'd like you to teach me all the things you have to say to help me in my ascension journey and tell him what you need help with. You could call upon Buddha. You can call upon Lord Krishna. You can call upon, um, you know, Sunat uh, Kamara. Kamara, you can... You can call upon any of the ascended masters. Paramahansa Yogananda, he's, he's with me all the time. These people are ascended masters that once you ascend, you want to help others. Because when you help others, you help yourself. And, you know, and it feels good to help others. And it, it's just a part of, you know, it's no problem. And that's why I'm here helping you guys because helping you helps me. It pushes me along farther on my spiritual journey as well. I'm not doing it for selfish reasons, but there's always help for everybody. It's help me help you help you help me. You know, it's always that way. All right. I've been waiting for my, uh, my computer to start. It's I had to turn it off, turn it back on again. I wasn't able to get to the internet on my computer. So, I'm going to wait. We got to go to space weather news, but I'm going to stop right now and maybe do another little blurb in between um, about the space weather stuff. But I am going to channel God himself tonight for you guys. I don't know what he's going to talk about. I thought it might be this stuff. And he said, no, I have another topic. And so I'm just going to let God guide me because that's just the best way to do it. Um, and that's another thing. I and my father are one, That's why I'm able to speak, um, like, say the words that he's telling me because I'm hearing his voice. He allowed that as I'm doing this work, as I'm humbling myself and letting go of fear and getting rid of the core fear matrix within me as I'm moving forward on this journey. And it's it's been like by leaps and bounds and rapidly. I'm in translocation. Um, classes now at night on the inner planes of existence. There are classes, there are higher, there's a higher university that you can attend. And I've been going to all these places for four days now, five days now. If you guys want to know if you're interested and if you're, you think you're ready, I'll give you all the info. Just write me at mermaid girl, and eight, eight. I'll tell you all this stuff I'm knowing. And by the way, um, you know, before I met my uh, my soulmate that I ended up being married to for 13 years, the father of my children, you know, even though it ended in divorce, he really was the love of my life so far. And he was my main squeeze, soulmate, <laughs> over many, many lifetimes. We have many lives together. And right before I met him, I was every time I went out to the store or did anything, all the angel numbers were aligning. Before angel numbers were even a thing, like 30 something years ago. And I kept, you know, like 1717 or 71 dollars and seventy-one cents or, you know, 7777 or whatever, 777, 717. All these numbers kept coming up. Well, yesterday, my uh, grocery bill when I went to the grocery store was 111 dollars 77 And yesterday's episode was seven. Season 7, episode 17. So we have 111 and 77 and 717. (laughs) How's that for angel numbers? How do you like me now? (laughs) I have a feeling I might be meeting my twin soon because these numbers are starting to align and these are the exact numbers that... um, And even 11177, that's like what... Uh, 14, 15, 16, 17, that all adds up to 17 again, another 17, really weird, let me see the other one, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, Oh, that one's adds up to six, which is actually six is a lover's card in the tarot, so <laughs> that's a little bit of a retrofit, I think maybe, but you know, hey, if these numbers are working out and lining up for you too, um, there you go, it's all pretty interesting right okay I'm gonna um, I'm gonna stop this now and come right back to space weather news and then we're gonna get on into um, well hearing what Prime Creator has to say tonight I'll be right back Hey guys. So, um, we're going to do a quick little interim. Um, uh, I was having problems with the computer and I just had to shut it off to start over again. <laughs> just like when we engage our ego, right? You know, and then we got to nah, switch gears, shut it down, start all over again. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, here we go. Spaceweather.com is where I go for, news and information about the sun earth environment. And to find out what's up in space, the solar wind speed currently is uh 543.1 kilometers per second. I do believe we're in the beginning stages of a uh, solar wind hitting us. Um, it's saying it'll be sometimes between the 18th and 19th. I feel like we're already in it. Uh, they just haven't updated the website yet. I'm feeling it uh, kind of vibrating my back, my spine. Uh, my skin is kind of tingling and on edge. Usually it's happening about the time that they report the solar wind is happening. I have noticed that if you are very sensitive to energy like me, you're already feeling it. And if you don't feel it, that's okay too. You'll still get the benefit. Uh, we are being hit, by the way, uh, by this dark plasma from the sun that was ejected and that's God told me it's going to help us uh, get rid of our toxins in our body and toxic behaviors in ourselves and um, the residue of toxic energy from other people that um, have hurt us whether it was really recent or not doesn't matter Um, it's just going to help clear it it's going to help bring up the shadow parts so be prepared Uh, he's telling me the next two days Next two days. So, um, all right, here we go. Sunspot AR 3078 has a Delta class magnetic field that poses a threat for X class solar flares. There are five sunspots facing us. We're on sunspot number 83, according to this little diagram here. There is a geomagnetic storm watch underway, according to NOAA forecasters. They say that. Strong G3 class geomagnetic storms are possible on the 18th to 19th when a series of CMEs, that is coronal mass ejections from the sun, will, are expected to graze Earth's magnetic field. During such storms, naked eye aurora borealises uh, or auroras <laughs> can descend into the United States as far south as Illinois and Oregon. That is the geomagnetic latitude of 50 degrees. Satellites and power grids will not be affected. However, an extreme storm would be required for that. So if you want Aurora alerts, you can get SMS text by going to spaceweather.com and clicking the link right there in the middle of the page at the top. So yesterday's geomagnetic storm that we had was... Basically, a CME hit Earth and it sparked a moderately strong G2 class geomagnetic storm. According to Heiko Ulbricht, uh, who photographed the resulting aurora borealis from Herzog's Walde, Germany, he said at first glance the photo might not seem that impressive, but you have to consider the following. He was at latitude 51 degrees north. The auroras were visible through clouds, haze, and urban lights. So this is really, would have been very powerful had he been somewhere else, but this is still a very impressive photo. So the CME that caused this storm was probably hurled towards Earth by a dark plasma eruption that came out of the sun on August 14th. Uh, You could also get solar flare alerts. Besides those Aurora alerts, by the way, also in an SMS text, thought I should mention it. So here we go. Uh, there was also another CME that happened yesterday. Active sunspot AR-3078 produced a rapid fire pair of M-class solar flares, M1 and M2. The double blast hurled this CME into space. Now, although the bulk of the CME is directed just south of the Sun Earth line, there appears to be an Earth directed component to it. There's a faint halo here in this uh, video if you want to check it out on spaceweather.com that suggests a fraction of the cloud is headed our way. If so, it should arrive on August 20th, so stay tuned. We will talk about it as more information. Uh, comes in so the cosmic radiation that we're receiving right now is elevated we're at 2.5% of the cosmic space age average and this is uh, information that we get from Finland from the University of Ulu's Sodankaila Geophysical Observatory whoo that's a mouthful sometimes that's hard to say sorry if I pronounced that wrong to my Finnish friends who actually are making this one of the top uh, metaphysical podcasts you know, in Europe. So thank you guys. Love you very much. Um, anyway, we have had a change in the neutron counts. It has gone down by 0.7% in the past 48 hours. So we are being... Radiated left, right, and center from the sun, from coronal mass ejections, from dark matter, dark platter, uh, platter, (laughs) dark plasma is what I meant to say plasma, as well as the solar winds, you know, is just one thing after another. But why? Why is all this happening? Well, it's just the way it is, right? But because we're people on the planet, we get hit by these things and they do affect us. Uh, You know, little gamma rays get into our DNA and change us in ever um, increasingly high vibrational ways, we hope. You can utilize this energy. Bring it into your cells as you imagine that it is increasing your light quotient in your etheric body and physical body and emotional and mental bodies as well. Imagine that you are being increased and this is how we ascend little by little inch by inch moment by moment as we go along our spiritual journey so the solar wind that's flowing from the south coronal hole um it's just it's a very long equatorial coronal hole in the sun it will be reaching earth on the 18th and 19th i do feel like it's happening now you could go see the picture. It's wild. This huge hole in the sun, basically almost, you can almost make out a face. It's actually pretty cool. I actually like, it, it looks kind of like a lion a little bit, but well, you could look and see what you think. Uh, anyway, according to the all sky fireball network and NASA's all sky cameras, they scan the skies above the United States every day for meteoritic fireballs. And um, this is uh, automated software maintained by NASA's meteoroid, Environment office, and it calculates orbits, velocity, penetration depth into Earth's atmosphere, among many other characteristics. So, here are the daily results presented here on spaceweather.com. Uh, the network reported 30 fireballs and 22. There is a magic number for you, angel number watchers. 22 were sporadic, six were Perseids, and one was a Southern Delta Aquarid. There are noctilucent clouds to be seen. So if you want to check the map out, that's also here on, uh, this website. So disclosure news, uh, coming out of Italy, disclosure news. It did report a blast of, um, energy somehow, uh, Raising the Schumann resonance, which is normally 7.83 Hertz frequency was raised up to 30 Hertz frequency, followed by a little short blast of 22. Again, that number 22, in case you keep seeing that it might be an angel number for you, 22 Hertz frequency. And that was out of Italy. Um, now remember that the Schumann resonance is a cavity between the earth and the upper ionosphere. And it's just a cavity. It has a resonance energy and usually it's 7.83 Hertz. But when it goes up, something is up. Something is up with the energy and something is up with us. Some people are sensitive to it. Some people don't feel it at all. Some people claim they feel it when it's up in Italy. But if you're in California, you're probably feeling the California one. It's not consistent or or coherent across the entire planet. It's different resonances in different areas. Just like a man screaming in New South Wales is not going to be heard in Utah. Okay, that resonance is not going to reach Utah because it's not there. It's the same kind of uh, idea there. So we also turn to heartmath.org. Which is the website for the HeartMath Institute, and they do have six different stations set up around the uh, the world to monitor uh, six different locations to see what's going on with the Schumann resonances power. We don't really know what any of this means. We're just trying to figure it out. But I do know that it seems like in some of these places, something seems to be up. In uh, Hofuf, Saudi Arabia. Northland, New Zealand, and also Hulului, South Africa on Monday, August 15th at the 2300 hour, they were all still at zero Hertz frequency, no activity still down there on the map. <laughs> but at that same hour in California, and here is a magical uh, <laughs> angel number coming your way. 155. Your angel number might be five, five or one five, five, or maybe not any of those, and that's okay too. Anyway, <laughs> they were in California at 155 hertz frequency, and in Lithuania, they were at 214 hertz frequency. Ah, oh, 214 reminds me of Valentine's Day. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, last but not least, in Alberta, Canada, they were at 294 hertz frequency. Again, that is statistically significant. All of those last three are because they're way above 7.83 Hertz frequency. Something is up. Something's going on. The energy is shifting all over the planet and in the planet itself and in you and me as well. All right, guys, I'm going to take a quick break. And right after this itty bitty musical ditty, we are going to be channeling God for you right after this. ooh, 11 minutes, 44 seconds on the timer. There it is again. More angel numbers. They're all lining up. It's 3.11 a.m. As I record this, there's another angel number for you. There you go. Like I said, when you're in the flow, it shows. I'll be right back. Guys, so here we go. Uh, in the background, while I am doing this, I am playing, I'm sitting in front of it, I'm playing rest, relaxation, Reiki, uh, six hours of energy for increased psychic abilities. Now, we're not going to obviously be here for six more hours, <laughs> but uh, Lourdes is um, a Reiki master like I am, but she has these incredible videos. And she always has like beautiful pictures of flowers. Usually she has, um, crystals, uh, you know, things to amplify the energy and she will literally sit for six solid hours. Talk about like a powerhouse meditator. <laughs> and she just sends the energy and she focuses on what, um, the topic is. And she has all these videos. They're very interesting and they're very cool. I can definitely feel a difference whether I have them on or not. Um, I could tell if I'm asleep in the middle of the night and I have one of these on and there's no sound. They're absolutely silent videos. But if I, um, you know, feel a sense like a shift in the forest and I will run in here and sure enough, uh, the internet's cut out again and I have to restart it. But, um, I could tell a difference. So, I mean, her videos are powerful. Um, I do Reiki too. I put Reiki into the fifth dimensional healing grid that does surround the planet. I built this, uh, grid with, um, a thousand other light workers. I was asked while I was in meditation, a uh, prime creator or God, basically the still small voice within me said, you are to build a fifth dimensional healing grid around the planet and I'm like oh wow that's like a huge undertaking and he said no um a a thousand people are being told the same thing and uh I have since met a couple people who worked on that grid who were also told the same thing in meditation who also thought well isn't that special my little ego popping up to say how special I am to make this thing. Right. You know, (laughs) it's just like, and then, but then when they find out that other people have the same experience, they were like me like, Oh, well, okay. So I really was hearing the still small voice within correctly. And I really was, um, set to this task. And I feel very humbled and grateful that I was able to hear the voice of God. And I was able to, um, do what he asked of me because I have been working for God directly since, uh, 2007. Uh, the day that I asked, uh, was, well, I think it was like August. Oh God. I mean, August, I'm sorry. It was April. It was April in 2007. So I think it was April 1st. Basically it's my husband's birthday. He was April fools. He's my April fool. I used to call him that. (laughs) And I said, I can't do it anymore. God, I need you. I need you to run my life for me. I I want to be an instrument of your joy and your peace and your love. And you know, where there's sorrow, let me sow joy and where there is, you know, um, despair. Let me sow peace. And you know, I did pretty much did the St. Francis of Assisi prayer. And I said, this is what I want. I, I am not doing it right. Not happy, not really, um, Focused on the right things, and and I need to be. And I I want to be on the spiritual path. I know I'm spiritual, but I was like focusing and chasing on money. I was also trying to raise my kids, I was trying to keep my marriage together. Um, and things were a little weird and tenuous sometimes. We were still okay though. And anyway, I just asked God, Hey, run my life for me, tell me what to do. I will follow everything you say. Your advice has got to be better than my own advice because you have all the information and I have. Just like a teeny tiny fraction of the information. In fact, I have way less of the information than I believe or think that I have. Actually, <laughs> you know, we don't we didn't have that much. I had eleven bookcases, floor to ceiling, full of books. You know, I, I had a lot of knowledge in my mind. Now I've got a lot of knowledge in my house, and that's her name, <laughs> the cat knowledge, Raven but I I've always been very uh, curious and very spiritual, been on the journey for 36 years, but it wasn't until 2007 that I just said, that's it, I'm done. And the next day, 24 hours later I was struck by lightning and I was thrown eight feet across my kitchen into my dining room area where I lost my eyesight and my hearing. The lightning struck my right shoulder. And went uh, upwards through my brain and downwards through my heart. And went down the right half of my body. And it jumped over across to my left leg, lower left leg, and went out the second toe next to the baby toe. And that toenail had a hole in it, which is where the lightning left my body. And it... Fell off. My toenail fell off. <laughs> so it was like a really massive experience and it was just like crazy. I mean, 24 hours after I asked God to take over my life, he pretty much knocked out all my freaking karma. Uh, one year later to the day is the day that I filed for divorce. <laughs> Be careful what you ask for, cause you just may get it and it's not going to look like what you thought it would look like. I thought if I asked God to help me do things the right way or whatever, I kind of thought in my mind what that meant. <laughs> I'm not driving the bus anymore, but I thought I'd be driving the bus with my husband all the way to the bank. Okay. <laughs> my ideas were quite a bit different than the good Lord's ideas. And what happened was I ended up divorcing my husband and going through an almost two year horrible battle, custody battle and divorce. I mean, 16 court dates in 18 months. It was horrendous. And nine months after it was all over, he died of brain cancer. <laughs> he had cancer and it was in his brain. I don't know if he had brain cancer the whole time, but I kind of have a suspicious feeling that that's why he wanted a divorce in the first place. Cause we were madly in love for 11 years. And then one day he woke up and decided he didn't want me anymore. <laughs> it was like the weirdest thing. And you know, I asked him why and he gave me three really stupid reasons in a letter that when I went to the bathroom, I came back, the letter was gone and I saw that he was in The uh, wood stove burning the letter, (laughs) burning the evidence of his insanity. (laughs) Um, He said, I didn't feed the kids every day at exactly 11 o'clock. That was one of the reasons he wanted a divorce. I'm like, but they eat breakfast at nine o'clock. So <laughs> they're not hungry at 11. They're usually hungry at noon, the typical lunch hour, you know, like, so next on your list, why else do you want a divorce? That was the most insane thing, but whatever happened happened. And it all started when I said, Hey God, I want you to take over my life and I'm going to allow you to guide me with everything. Do I go to the store today? Should I get up right now? I mean, everything. And that led to a series of wild things, including creating this podcast. When I started this podcast, the very, the day that I started it, I did not know that morning when I woke up that I was going to start a podcast that day. In fact, I didn't know what I was going to do that year. It was January 2nd. And I was like, huh, what am I going to do? So I said, okay, God, what do you want me to do? You know, do you have any advice for me today? And he said, yeah, start a podcast. I'm like, Oh, well, I'm going to take some classes and I'll read books. Maybe there's a book I could download off Amazon and you know, read it on my Kindle app and you know, I'll do some YouTube videos and Hey, maybe Coursera has a course on how to do a podcast. And God said, no, start a podcast. And I'm like, yeah, but that's what I'm planning to do. And he's like, start a podcast. And I'm like, when? And he said, now, an hour later, metaphysical soul speak. The podcast was underway. (laughs) And here we are seven seasons later and I'm still hearing the voice of God. I still speak with God um, every day, all the time for any little thing. If I wonder about anything, he gives me the answer immediately because I and my father are one. This is what uh, Yeshua told us to do. You know, basically listen for that still small voice within your heart and just ask it questions and wait for the answer. And the answer comes and the answers are remarkable. You know, God has helped me find an apartment. God has told me where to move and God has given me all kinds of advice and he's led me down some, some rough roads. But those roads led to better things always, every time. So here we are. (laughs) And tonight we are going to hear from God directly. Uh, This is uh, when I say prime creator, I I have a friend of mine. who's always trying to say that so-and-so is a prime creator of, you know, this aspect, you know, prime creator of that mountain over there, prime creator of it's like, oh my God. Prime creator means prime creator. There is no other prime creators. There's only the one that is the first, the first and only the God of all gods, the Lord of all Lords, the world, (laughs) the world of all worlds. All the worlds are created by the prime creator. That's why I say the words prime creator so that there is no mistaking it. It's not, you know, um, Odin, who was like the Norse mythological God, even though he's not a myth, he's actually visited me too, you know, but he's not the, you know, he's just in charge of his little section of the world. Right. You know, so when I say prime creator, I mean the, the, you know, and I say, I joke around, I say big guy in the sky. Cause you know, he's, he's actually in every single atom and every single molecule and every single Breath, And when you breathe in, you say, Yah, And when you breathe out, you say way. And that is Yahweh. He is in your very breath. He is in your life blood. And he's closer to you than your jugular vein. And um, he is filled with love and light because that's all he is. Love and light. And, um, you know, we personify God by saying he, you know, gender. But there is male and female aspects to this. I also say uh, heavenly father, divine mother. And I got that from Paramahansa Yogananda, who's also an ascendant master, um, that I quote often, you know, alongside with brother Yeshua, um, (laughs) you know, Lord Krishna yet is another one. And, um, you can, you can talk with these people as well. Uh, Anything I do, you can do, you know, you can do all this and more as Jesus said, and I'm saying it too. It's, it's, available to all of us. All right. So, um, it's just that when you put the spiritual work in is when all these things start to happen, right? You just got to put in the hours and and eventually you're going to get the rewards, you know, and it's just, it's the same with anything. You know, you can't be on the PGA golf masters tour. If you learned how to hold the, um, pole thingy yesterday (laughs) pole thingy, whatever the hell. Oh yeah. Golf club. That's what it's called. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not a sports person. I'm like, like seriously golf was like the absolute worst (laughs) sport for me ever. But you guys know what I mean? Like, you know, you can't, you know, you can't become messy if you've never seen or played with a soccer ball. You just can't do it. And you can't be a, you can't become a spiritual master unless you sit and put in the hours and you meditate and you study and you talk to that still small voice within and all of the meditation, it does a lot of things inside your body. There are um, actual physical changes that take place. There is your uh, anatomy. I might try to do a show someday soon on the anatomy inside our heads, inside our spines. And you know, there's, glands and organs inside us that actually have um things that take place when you meditate when you put in that spiritual work and you connect with God and I first heard the voice of God extremely clear and I've always been hearing it but it became extremely clear one day when I was praying on my rug I am a a muslim my religion is Islam even though I'm not religious it, you know that's my religion and this day God just said get up you're, you're done with this now he made me become a Muslim by the way and I've told that story a few times but um, he made me become a Muslim I befriended a bunch of uh, people who followed Islam and I learned a lot about that religion and culture and it helped me love people more it helped expand my heart and my conscious awareness and doing the uh, prayers, meditations on my rug actually increased uh, my psychic ability, weirdly enough, and it increased my telepathic ability and my clear communications with God increased and it increased my spiritual light, my light quotient. It helped me in my ascension path and spiritual journey. And I even have a picture of me in my archangel form that came out while um, I was doing Ramadan. Um, I was about two or three weeks into it. And one of my children snapped a picture of me and it was just me and my light archangel body. That's it. You can even see part of my wing. <laughs> I only got proof of it. It's like weird. <clears throat> At the time I didn't know anything about myself being an archangel. I just thought, what the hell's wrong with my camera? (laughs) And and there was like five or six or 10 pictures taken and they were all the same. And I'm like, what the hell? And I deleted them all because I thought there's something wrong with my camera. And then I kept the one. I just thought this is freaking weird. I'm going to keep it because it's weird. On another day, the picture snapped, same thing happened. (laughs) It was just like when I'm fasting all day long and I'm only eating one meal a day and, um, praying constantly. That's what happens. I don't show up on film. (laughs) And that was before. And I've done so much spiritual work since then. But, um, I just hope that this encourages you guys, because like when I started, I could not sit still for five minutes. I could not sit still for one minute. I would complain and I would be angry and I would start swearing. It was like horrible and I didn't know what to do. And it was, it was just like, ah, I'm never going to get through this. I'm not cut out for this shit, man. You know, me, you know, if I didn't have ADHD or if I didn't have autism or if I didn't you know, have asthma or if I didn't have arthritis in my back or like all this shit I complained about. And now if I'm not focused on God, I I miss him. I miss that energy. You know, I'm always focused on it. So it, it brings me a great deal of joy to, um, to channel him for 30 minutes for you guys, you know, every now and again the wisdom that comes through is his and his alone. He'll pluck out words and thoughts and phrases from my subconscious mind, things that maybe you guys have related to or things the way that I can understand it. I will do muscle testing. If I don't see, um, if I don't hear something correctly or if I'm a little bit confused, um, we are underway right now. I will say with, we're having this energy from, By the way, the rest, relaxation, Reiki energy for increased psychic abilities. If you want to accept that Reiki energy, just say right now, I want to accept. I do accept that increased psychic ability energy. Um, Otherwise you won't uh, receive it, which is okay. If you don't want to, that's fine too. It's just a little extra thing I like to add in now because I realized I could. (laughs) So there's that. The other thing is um, that uh Nick brought up to me earlier uh, one of my listeners, and he told me that um, he loves that when he hears my voice, things happen, right? I have light codes in my voice because I have been doing the spiritual work and I am on this journey and I have I have claimed my archangel nature. you know, I have stepped into my power and knowing that it's real and when I did that people started having spontaneous healings um, mental healings emotional healings. sometimes physical um, it's more rare but I have uh, been a part of healing people's animals their dogs or cats I've helped heal people from deep powerful like trauma that they were holding on to for years I've been able to just put my hand on people's uh, chest or on their back. And you know, like I had a a man friend who was just, he was really tough. And I, and I said, can I touch you on the chest? It sounded weird, but I'm like, can I, you know, he had a t-shirt on. I put my hand on his chest and, um, within a few minutes he was just crying and bawling his head off. And he actually healed. And I saw him soften and I saw him become more compassionate and loving to everyone around him. You know, just sometimes, when you do all the spiritual work, your presence will heal other people. Right. So I'm not doing, saying this to brag or toot my own horn. I'm just trying to show that and demonstrate that you you can do all this and more, you could probably do more than me, you know, especially if you're young and <laughs> you're starting off and I'm giving you the goodies, the things I didn't know when I was 20. I wish I knew when I was 18, when I started this journey, you yeah, I, I've been on this path a long ass time anyway. Um, I am a direct. Uh, i mean, I'm an indirect. <clears throat> excuse me. I'm an indirect telepathic channel. Oh man, I just caught myself up right there. <laughs> I am not a direct channeler. A direct channeler is somebody who will m- leave their body. Their soul soul will step aside, and the um, entity or being will come in and take over the physical body. Ooh, I don't do that. It scares me. So I just, um, I surround myself with love and light. I ask Archangel Michael to bless me. I'm always surrounded by archangels, my brothers and sisters. They're always um, helping me. Um, I'm also, uh, now this past week I've been protected by the person who's like considered to be the God of the planet. He has, uh, protected me, um, under like this golden dome. I don't feel like I do feel when people send energy to me negative, but it doesn't affect me nearly at all, like hardly at all, compared to what it used to. And I'm still working on all that. But anyway, um, if you have any questions about any things that I say, if it's confusing or weird, or you need a question answered, just write me at mermaidgirl eight eighty eight by the way on Instagram, and I will get back to you usually within uh, 48 hours. But usually it's within eight to 12 hours, honestly, um, if I'm asleep, and if not, probably within an hour or two. I check it pretty often it's the only place I check pretty often. So anyway, um, anyway, let's see, um, anything else to have to announce? Not really. I'm just going to take a few deep breaths and we're going to begin the transmission. And I'm already connected to prime creator because I'm a hundred percent of the time. Uh, we are synced. Um, we are one with each other. Like he's, I'm always in that way. And so he takes over like half of my conversations. I don't remember because he takes over and just gives the advice, (laughs) you know, and and my voice heals people. So it's fine with me. And uh, hopefully if you're willing, ready and able and need any kind of healing, ask God to heal you through my voice. um, As I'm speaking tonight and and knock on wood, hopefully it will happen. All right. I love you guys. And we're going to start the transmission now. Okay, I am connected with Prime Creator. Muscle testing says yes. Who we're being bombarded by the way, guys. Oh my god, I looked outside, we had my quantum vision that I see is kind of like through my third eye and through my physical eyes. It's like kind of a mixture of the two. And I see like bright red and purple energy right now. We're, we're being bombarded with tons of energy in my body. and like, I'm like burning up. I feel like I'm burning up. Is it karma? I'm, no, I'm, but are other people? Yes. God's telling me other people are burning up karma right now. If you're willing to let go and release and just get rid of karma. <sighs> kind of feeling an energy of, um, some of you are feeling nauseated right now from this. Um, hopefully it will. It, God's telling me it's going to pass. Just take a deep breath and let it go. Say I'm willing, ready and able to let go of all my karma to have not yet processed. I'm ready to let it go. <sighs> And just keep breathing that out. Just blow it out. Um, You'll be okay. Um, I'm just, I'm like, I keep getting super hot, super cold, super hot. I don't have a fever. In fact, my head feels very cool to the touch. So I know it's energy. It it feels like I have a fever, but it's definitely not. I'm just, ooh, this is weird. It's like hot and cold and, oh, man. Usually this happens when I channel, but right now it's just happening in general. So... All right, Prime Creator, you may begin transmission now. (sighs) Greetings and salutations. It is I, your Prime Creator. (sighs) I am the one. I am the one that created all of the other Ones and twos and threes. I am the one that created all your nieces and nephews and your brothers, your cousins, your sisters, your mothers, your daughters, your fathers, your uncles, and all your neighbors, the quiet ones and the noisy ones. I am the one that created every blade of grass in your yard whether you pay attention to them or not I'm the one that created the mosquitoes that bite your skin in the summertime as a way to let you know you're alive as a way to let you know you're not done with the struggle yet your world is complicated at best and chaotic at worst. But this is what you signed up for people. <laughs> you signed up to be people, to be human beings, to be humans in this world. You've signed up for this wild ride, this wonderful experience. This wonderful challenge that creates experiences that leads to the wisdom and the knowing within me, your prime creator. You, through your experiences, give me a lot more expansion. And everybody expands in a different way. Everybody takes in information in a different way with all the nuances and set of circumstances. And so for me, as your creator creating co-creating with you and, and accepting your experiences and learning from your version of knowingness and knowledge and your version of the experiences and your version of the events that are taking place. I, I, I am in a state of perpetual newness. I am perpetually made new. I am perpetually made fresh. You are refreshing the page and pages of my life in every second with every breath you take. your lives have more meaning than, you know, your lives mean more to me than you could ever know. Your challenges, your fears, your sorrows, your deep, dark, depressive states, the times in which you are angry and engaging that ego as was spoken about earlier. They all serve these moments. They all serve to perpetuate me to perfection through billions, yay trillions of points of light. I am being perfected After having come from states of imperfection, I created a situation in which points of light radiated out of my head, if you will, and became human beings or Lyran beings, Andromedan beings, Osirian beings draco beings and through all of these beings throughout all of the galaxies and solar systems and universes dimensions i learn more and more about my myself i create a situation where there is I don't know what you're saying. You're saying a, agog. This is a new word for me. A G O G. I got to look that up later. Is it English? It, it, he's, uh, he's saying yes, but no, like I can look it up in English, but, um, a I'm going to pause for a minute. Is it okay? He says, yeah. Okay. I'm going to pause and look this up. Okay, my God, you guys, I'm really kind of freaked out. This is me, Elena, speaking, but um, (laughs) agog is a real word, A-G-O-G. And it means very eager or curious to hear or see something. All right. I don't know about you, but I am like officially, I mean, God, I know I'm speaking your voice. I feel it. I know it's you, but... When a word I've never heard comes through me and it's sensical and whoa. <laughs> All right, thank you, God. That's just amazing. So Agog, very eager or curious to hear or see something. Okay. That was I'm literally I gotta take a second here. Okay. That was um All right, Prime Creator, please go back to what you were saying. So he's like saying basically that we're, he's showing me that there's points of light coming out. It's just only in the way that my limited mind can imagine. I can't imagine the way that he's seeing it, but from my perspective, it's like if you have a ball (laughs) and say it's like a um, plexiglass ball and it's got millions of pinpricks in it, And there's a light inside the ball and the light is like a massive floodlight and you turn it on and you shut off all the lights and you see like streams of light in every possible direction. And then if you imagine at the end of these streams of light, even if it's like 300 million miles away from the ball, the ends of each of these light projections results in like a human being. And from God's perspective, he knows what's happening, but from our perspective, we don't even see that light that's pouring into our heads all the time, holding us in place, keeping us solid. And the very ends of these lights, the light he's showing me is, is, Slowed down and solidified in a way that we believe we're solid. We believe that this is real, that this is, and I mean, it's real. I mean, go hit your head against a wall or punch a wall. You're going to feel that it's real, right? It's going to hurt. The nervous system's going to hurt, but even all of it is just an illusion. You could bleed and break your bone and it does not feel like an illusion. Boy, let me tell you, breaking a bone, you feel like you're more solid than you've ever been unfortunately in that moment you wished you were light. You wish you were sped up light. Boy, oh boy. but, (sighs) (laughs) but as he's showing me this, it's like, it's like these points of light. And at the end, it's just very cooled and solidified. You know, the light itself is very hot and high vibration and very, much a multidimensional interdimensional kind of light. And that's kind of what the image I just looked at was 33 minutes, 33 seconds on the timer (sighs) again with these numbers. So, um, yeah. All right. So God, go ahead and say what you're saying. He says he is saying, go ahead. So I send out these, streams of light and I feel agog to get started and when I get underway all the experiences ensue and I feel very exhilarated and excited and I don't have any knowledge of myself because I take it all away I withdraw That's what your, uh, words. You say there's a veil like a veil over your face and you can't see anything through that veil and you don't know what's on the other side of it. But from my perspective, I know all of it. And then I, I put that veil there so that I could play the game that I could pretend that I am all these other beings that don't know anything about myself and we've talked about this before. We've had this discussion where you understand these concepts, but I'd like to fast forward in a way to show you that it's absolutely exhilarating when the veil is made rent, as they say, as the veil is taken off and the being such as yourself starts to spiritually awaken and become more in touch and in tune and fine tuned with that, which is me inside of you. And when you start to wake up and say, Hey, I want to be a partner with God and wait a minute, 2000 years ago, didn't some guy say I and my father are one. Well, how come I can't do that? Well, you can, and when you do that with me as, as a walking, waking, working partner, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. There's nothing that I won't be there for because we are working together in synchronous time, in, as a synchronous unit. And in the space and time, the lessons are collapsed. in that space and in that time those lessons are collapsed the energy comes faster and you start to accelerate and as you accelerate that is when the ascension energies start to come in and when the energies are starting to come in you learn how to work more with the energies you start to become more aware as you open and expand your core awareness to me, you learn to utilize the energy at your will. And you learn when your will is your own from your ego. And when your will is my will working through you and you start to feel a power, an inner power that is, a pure golden white light working through you. And that is how, you know, you're working from the God self versus the lower. um, And and we don't want to say lower in a way that is lesser than because you are ultimately very precious to me. You're very powerful and precious to me. And we don't want to uh, emotionally or mentally obliterate the ego. First of all, that would engage the ego. And second of all, um, the ego does have a purpose that is served. Otherwise, it would not have been created. So it's not fair to say that um, the ego is bad. It does serve a purpose. It's part of the game that we play. It's part of the, the game of um, the veil is actually a part of the ego is a part of the veil or the veil is a part of the ego. They're sometimes in some cases you could say they're one and the same. When the veil is lifted and, and the person can see beyond the veil, the ego sometimes can get engaged and almost will put a veil over your face again, or put a veil over your heart to prevent you from having compassion and could put a veil over your mind. And you might say things you don't want to say and you regret later it might put a veil over your emotions, um, at least your compassionate ones. And then you become mired in the, uh, dross and muck of your baser (laughs) emotions such as anger and hatred and rage. And the ones that make your body, um, shake violently and, and lower your vibrations, um, the veil and the ego are one and the same in many ways, in this respect, at least in this aspect of looking at these uh, words. But when I first come through your soul and you know, I, you're a, like a piece of me and I'm all excited to learn all about myself, but You can't learn about yourself until you are made fresh and new, like a newborn baby as Neville Goddard said. (laughs) So that's what I had to do. I literally made myself a newborn fresh baby in the form of you. And as you know, you may know that all babies are precious and you are precious to me every bit as a newborn fresh baby a fresh faced, smooth budded baby. You are every bit as sweet and tender and gentle as all that. And many of you don't tend to treat yourself with that kind of love and care and respect that you would a, a newborn baby. And I'm going to ask you right now to please start. And, and I don't want to say, and this is not to say baby yourself, coddle yourself. We don't want to say that, um, but we would like to say rather um, treat yourself with the love and the respect of a newborn baby. Care for that baby. You don't um, sit around doing nothing for a baby when you, if you are a young parent, you understand that is quite a bit, a lot of work. It's quite a bit of work to care for a baby. You are always sacrificing and caring for that being in a way that, um, it's every need is taken care of. And this is what we would like to ask of you to do for yourself is take care of yourself. Like you're a baby, (laughs) get up in the middle of the night. If you have to take care of yourself, do the exercises and clean yourself. Um, when we say clean yourself, we obviously shower. Yes, of course, but we want to say purify yourself at the soul level and at the mental level and at the emotional level, cleanse yourself in a way that is taking care of yourself. Get rid of the toxins, get rid of the, uh, toxic environments. Some of you are still stuck in relationships. You know, you have no business being in with people who are completely and totally unwilling to grow with you. And some of you got into these accidentally. And some of these were karmic relationships. And if you feel it's time to leave, it's time to leave. Uh, we know several of you. He's showing me seven or eight of you guys. Um, I don't know who you are. I don't know your names. Um, I know one or two people who are in this situation, but I don't know if they're listening to this or will be listening to this. Um, But he's showing me seven or eight people listening to this are going to hear this message and say, yeah, it is time for me to leave the toxic relationship. He's telling me that three or four of you, it's a toxic relationship with cigarettes One of you is having a problem with, um, he's saying fentanyl, and one of you is having a problem with heroin. It might be the same person. You got to stop the heroin immediately. You got to get clean, go to a clinic immediately. He's showing me fentanyls, it will be in the next dose you take. So, I mean, when I say immediately, I mean today, honey, right now. You know, listen to this on the way to the hospital right now, the clinic right now, if that's you. And no judgment, you know, um, addictions really, really suck. You know, usually people do drugs for either fun, recreation, party, or, or scaring, you, know, you know, just for scaring up some fun. But some people um, do it out to escape because they're sad, depressed, and there's no shame in the game of going to get help you know, we all go through this. We all have our, our times. And so God's showing me like one of you is, is doing heroin right now and I need you to stop. I need you to get clean immediately. That's what he's saying. Um, you're doing no one any favors by doing this. You're not doing yourself any favors. You're not doing any favors for the world. And if you're listening to the show, we know that you love us. (laughs) God is saying this we know that you love us but also I'm saying this as Elaine I know that you love me because you're here with me and I love you too and this is what I'm telling you this time it's time to stop because the next time you do it the very next time the head eight balls gonna have fentanyl in it and it might be the last time the last your debt last day on earth you need to stop right now if you want to call me or, or whatever I will emotionally support you, but you need to get clean in a clinic. There's free clinics all over the place. Just make a phone call. call nine one one if you have to. or call in your hospital. Oh, I don't know, that's weird. that usually it doesn't happen guys, but that one person, let's just pray that that one person gets everything that they need. We're just sending them love and light right now, just tons and tons of love and light. All right, so um, usually I don't read psychic readings for the audience when I'm doing channelings, but sometimes God will say something like that. And I just looked, and we were at 45, 55, so there's that five five five. See, I mean, that's, um, and holy crap, it's 5.55 a.m. right now. <laughs> See, everything is lining up because I'm in that flow and that alignment, and you're benefiting it from it, darlings. All right, um Prime crater, what else are we gonna say here? <laughs> we have a little bit more time. we can do this, so so um he's basically he's saying, um we are grateful for your service. It is a choice to come back again and again, and the fact that you're willing so so very willing to perfect yourselves, to come all the way back to the Godhead, the God source that makes us so incredibly grateful and humbled and happy. The God that you read in the Bible, that's angry and wrathful. That's not sensical. That's not the real primal will to good it's not the real true prime creator the god of all the gods that's not us and many of you have figured out by now it, it is a different kind of story now he's saying he's not going to go into it right now though because <laughs> he's like he's saying it would, it would take like a long long time so <laughs> and we don't have a long long time we have like 12 minutes left. So, (laughs) so, okay. Um, so what else? He's saying that was the best and biggest message. He says, he just wants you guys to take better care of yourselves and also, Oh, you're close. Oh, by the way. Yeah. By the way, (laughs) and by the way, you're close by the way. Oh, (laughs) go ahead. Prime creator many of you are right on the very verge you're on the very edge and you don't even understand how close and far you are into your Ascension journey. Even if some of you woke up two or three months ago for the first time and hearing these messages only now new in the seventh season or even the sixth season of this show. um, Many of you that are just waking up now didn't need to wake up until now because you already did the spiritual work in other lifetimes. So you are all on the journey and it's very, very close. There's going to be okay. There's going to be a blast of awakening. He's saying, (laughs) "Did you hear that? (laughs) The horn in the background." (laughs) It went boom, boom, boom. It was like three. Um, So (laughs) I love that. Woo! That was confirmation. Boom! So, I said, "I said blast," and then he blasted his horn. Oh man, that was great. That was up on the highway. Wow, that was, that just blew my mind. All right. <laughs> Lots of confirmations in this one, right? So, what were we saying? He says there's been, there's going to be a blast of energy, an explosion, if you will, of energy from the sun. And it's coming through the Grand Central Sun. And it's going to be very soon. And when it happens, it's going to, Lift you up. He's saying pop. Is that what you said? Pop. Yeah. Muscle testing suggests it's going to pop and lift you up. It's going to like pop you out of your, uh, present state into a higher level of awareness and it's going to lift you up and you're going to be lifted and you'll rise above, uh, all your day-to-day problems in a way where everything's going to be absolutely clear. It's going to be a day out of fear. (laughs) He's saying, uh, you know, a lot of you celebrate the day out of time. Well, this is going to be a day out of fear and there's going to be one day, a, a good, like he's saying actually more than a day, like 32 to 36 hours worth of solid, no fear day. And that's going to, uh, reverberate throughout all of the earthly kingdom. And during this time, you're going to feel zero fear and a hundred percent clarity, unity, and love. And it's coming soon. You're going to know the day it hits because you're going to not have any fear. You're going to wake up and you're just going to have no pain in your body. That That's usually Resistance when you wake up and you don't want to get up, it's fear for the day. That's what the pain in the body usually is. And you're going to not have that. You're going to just be like singing and dancing your way out of bed. It's going to be a wonderful moment. Some of you, it will happen while you're awake or already at work. And all of a sudden the day will just start going smooth. Everyone's going to get along. It's going to be 32 to 36 hours of peace. And The wars may still be fought, but it's going to be... Like, it'll still be happening, but it'll be a lot less shooting on the battlefield. Unfortunately, that's still something that's going on, because some men don't have the capacity to hold the higher light. Um, And some men are still feeling deeply afraid. And even if they feel a day without fear, they're going to just do what is like a part of their rote memory. It's just going to be a part of their physical form at the moment. So don't worry if you're feeling it. And then other people are still behaving badly. They're in the darker stages of their development still. And they're stuck in that shadow, uh, self in a way that they don't realize that it's separate from them. But during this time, we would like to encourage you to celebrate this freedom and embrace it and use this as he's saying like the law of assumption, use it like that as an assumptive energy to push into your future and to bring that, vibration and the memory of it into your daily meditative practices, whether it's a walking meditation or sitting meditation or, you know, group meditation or just staring at a wall and thinking for 10 minutes, whatever kind of meditation you do, you're going to want to bring this powerful energy in. And you're going to have, you're going to get to experience a day without fear. And that's the kind of energy we want you to take forward into all of your waking hours. If you can at the very bare minimum into all of your meditations, you know, or the moments before you go to sleep at night. And the moments when you first wake up in the morning, grab onto that energy first. Hold on to it as long as you can run with it like a baton in your hand and you are an Olympic runner run with that. We're going to hand this baton to you soon. You're going to know what day it happens and believe you me, he got to say, believe you me, believe you me. It's going to make all the difference. Many of you are close. So close that this day might put you over the edge into your own ascension initiations. Many of you are, um, at the fifth initiation level. He's saying all this because of what I learned this past week about the initiations, right? Yeah. Muscle testing suggests. He says the lowest level of anybody listening to this, you've reached the third initiation. So if you're like really far behind, you're not really far behind. No such thing. You're at the third. You've already had your third initiation. There's nobody here. That's less than that listening to this uh, recording, but he's saying that most of you are in your, have already had your fourth or fifth major initiation. If you don't remember it, that's okay. Just know that you are growing in ways that you didn't even know you are spiritually there more than, you know, you are ahead more than, you know, um, and for that we're proud of you that's what God so this is like heavenly father and divine mother by the way when he says we he means like the mother father God um, honor thy mother and father in the ten commandments means honor your mother God and your father God by the way uh, Jesus said that in the Akashic Records the Aquarian Gospel Jesus the Christ it says that he clarified that because it wasn't clarified for a lot of time before that. So, um, he's saying when this energy comes through, it's going to put you into that next level and it will spark your next initiation more rapidly than would have happened otherwise. So keep pulling in the light with everything that you do, pull in the light with all of your might and all the things in your life will be made right. That's what he just said. I love it when God raps through me. (laughs) Not that I'm a good rapper, but it's pretty cool. when God does say things that sound like a rap to me. And he says, speaking of rap, that is a rap. We're going to go now. Um, We just want to let you know that you're doing a good job and and we love you and everything is good. And we're here to love and encourage you. And we're here anytime we will talk through you to you uh, with you however you wish to communicate. We are always here 24 hours a day, seven days a week, because we are you, you are us and we never sleep. Did you know that? Like he, he's, he's saying, I am God. And like the city of Las Vegas, I never sleep. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> he, <laughs> He says, I I wish for you, for each and every one of you, the peace which passes all understanding. So take that upon yourself to ask for that right now. God, I ask you for the peace which passes all understanding. You don't have to use the word God. You can use any word you want, by the way. You know, Yahweh, Jah, Ra, Allah, you know, um, big guy in the sky. Uh, Call him Bob if you want. He's any name you want to call him. You know, you could call him Steven. It doesn't matter. (laughs) You know, he invented all the names. He says, he just said, I invented all the names. It doesn't matter. Call me whatever you want. It doesn't matter to me. You know, call me Mr. Mr. Pixelworthy, you know, Mr. Bigglesworth, whatever you want. (laughs) But just know that whatever you need, we are here. Just ask. Don't forget to ask. If you feel weird about praying and getting down and kneeling, just ask out loud. Hey God, I need and then say what you need. And say thank you. Say please, say thank you, be polite, but <laughs> but this is what we're here for. We are you. We are partners. You want to be partners with us. Say, God, I'd like to be partnered with you. Say it right now and you and you've got that. You got it. You got it. We're right there. We are the wind beneath your wings. We are the sunshine at your back. We are the beating of your heart and we are Yahweh in every breath. I am the Lord, your creator. I am your, your God, your one true love because I am the one true love and I am inside every cell and I'm here and I love you. And that is it. That is all. And transmission. All right, that's it. I'll be back tomorrow guys with all unique and original programming. Just like always, if you've enjoyed this episode, tell your friends and um, like subscribe and all that jazz. (laughs) And that's it until then (laughs) I'm signing off with peace and joy and the high vibes of the Holy fifth dimension until next time guys. Peace. Hey guys, I've been making episodes of Metaphysical Soul Speak, the podcast, for a while now. And many of you have contacted me wondering just how you can support me and my podcast. Well, I have two solutions for this question. Number one is to become a listener supporter in which you go to the anchor app, locate my channel and sign up anywhere from 99 cents to $9 and 99 cents monthly. And you can stop anytime. Or number two is to make a one-time donation of any amount via Zelle, bank to bank or through PayPal using my email mermaidgirl girl 888 at gmail.com. Also located in the show description. Now with this option, you aren't uh, obligated monthly in any way and you're also not limited. Thank you all so much in advance for your support. Let's keep metaphysical soul speak on the air and onward and upward to the fifth dimension together, guys. Thank you.